Good morning, dear God. Am I funny with Derek and Eric? <laughs> you got D-Bone here. Today's guest was our first guest. She's back, Rechna Fruckbaum. Oh, what a delight. Every second we sat and talked with her was pure enjoyment. She's done phenomenal things since the first time we sat down and talked with her, and we discuss inch by inch those great things that she has done. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the incredible, the sensational Rechna Fruckbaum. So, by the way, here we are, right? I assume we're recording. We are recording, and uh, we are back. So, this is part two with Rechna Fruckbaum. So exciting. Fruck yeah, bomb. <laughs> who oh, has agreed good. to come back because I finally watched the show Shrinking. Oh, my mm. God. Let's not ask me when I started watching. That's it. okay. It's There's too much TV. You know what? There is. I started watching it without even knowing. That's so exciting. He had no, he had no idea That's you were favorite. involved. That's my favorite when someone's like, I started watching the show I'd heard was so good, and then I saw your name on it because that, I don't know. Yeah, there's something. Okay, so th- this happened. It's got that it factor. Last mm-hmm. night, uh, episode four. Oh. Right, you're. Yeah. The writer on it. Sure. Right, you're I listed mean, as the writer. Yes. Right, because I, I assume everybody from... gets the credit on a different episode. Yeah, it's just. A, I think it's mostly about distributing script fees evenly. Right. Okay. So everyone mm. works on every episode. So, but you do go off and write. You do go off and yeah. write your episode and then bring it back to the room. So I'm sitting on the couch watching. Mm-hmm. Jessica is sitting next to me, not watching because she's working yeah. and I didn't have the closed captioning on, so she has no idea what a right. bitch. what's happening in the episode anyway. I was like, I assume what your parents' reaction would be. I'm like, <laughs> it's dirty. I pause it and I go, <laughs> there's Rachel's name. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about how the sexy talk. <laughs> and is that what your parents did? Is that? No, I wait, just, when, when, I was, p- when I rewatched it, I was like, my mom's going to watch this and be like, wait, what? Oh, no. <laughs> You're talking about fingers up the butt? Oh, yeah, which is a whole other <laughs> thing. Oh, you oh no, so- I meant pride. Oh, I like that. Because I'm like, that's my friend. And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like, Jessica, did you see it? I'm like stopping the episode, then coming Aww. out of the app and having to get back in. All because I was trying to figure out how to rewind it 10 seconds. You're so supportive. And Jessica's like, Eric, please stop and just watch her show. <laughs> She's like, I know what her name looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. I was so excited. Jessica's a dream. She is a she dream. <laughs> so... um, I have a bunch of questions about this because the last time you were here, yeah, we got into your history, yeah, right. You know your upbringing, your you got through all our audio problems, all through oh, our humble great. brags about your um, uh, what were you lacrosse player, field hockey. Field hockey. <laughs> you already forgot one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the obscure sport nine. At, I I'll remember this. You ranked yourself a nine out of ten. <laughs> That's the only part of that story. You remember. ranked yourself nine out yeah. of ten. Um, so you you gave us history, your dad, mm-hmm. you know, and then getting into comedy, having that uh, imposter syndrome uh, in the yeah. you know in the writers' room with Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. You get fresh off the boat, mm. and it's so. But when we saw you, you had just finished, and just like that, yes, right. 
And had I even gotten this job? You had just gotten. Okay. Tra- right. So, so first, but I hadn't started. Now, what I noticed is that there is a season two of uh, And Just Like uh, That. Okay. Yeah. But you only, did they not want to have you back? This is a great question. Um, <laughs> it's going to sound like, well, what happened is I had to choose between staying on Shrinking, whose season one room was expanded beyond the original scope, mm. or going back to And Just Like That for season two. And for the reasons of Shrinking is a show that takes place in L.A. and is on the Warner Brothers lot. And even though the writer's room for And Just Like That is on Zoom to go for your episode, I have to be in New York. I just I decided to stay on Shrinking. So did it so did it have to do with the location and the family, but not the quality? It did. I will say this. I think my sensibility is probably a little more uh, aligned with Shrinking. So I so it that helps watching Mm -hmm. Shrinking. Uh, which I, I, I think it's hilarious, and it makes sense to me that you yeah. work on that show. Um, it doesn't make as much sense that I was When I look like back <laughs> to the 12 <laughs> seconds I saw of season <laughs> one of And Just Like That, which made me want to vomit, um, <laughs> I'm like, Retina really worked on I, this? Well, it's funny because um, we had to do, weirdly, like a little bit of press for And Just Like That, which writers don't normally have to do, but I think it was like a big show or whatever and they were like so what were you brought on kind of because there's an Indian character and I was like I think mostly they just wanted like a trash perspective (laughs) 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 that's like more what I bring to the table no I definitely like you can't see me because it's podcast but I'm in sweatpants and Ugg boots like yeah I'm not the core demographic but isn't this look isn't this the um uh wealthier women in Los Angeles will yes, buy clothes to make themselves look homeless. as if they're homeless, yeah. but the outfit is very expensive. Yes, but wealthy women in New York don't do that. I right. Think. No. So so true. It was, I, wasn't right? meant, I wasn't meant for, and just like that, in terms of that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And ju- I mean, shrinking is a much better fit for my tone. I will say recently I was, uh, it was pointed out to me by a colleague at work that I was dressed like shit. And I said, like shit, or like I'm doing really well. <laughs> I know. It's a really fun line. <laughs> it's a fun game to play. Yeah. Really wealthy yeah. or unhoused. <laughs> <laughs> I live under the 101. Yeah. It's very hard in Los Feliz. <laughs> very difficult. Oh, Los Feliz, you yeah. can't tell. Oh, no. You will never shame. know. Shame. <laughs> it's a shame. That's why I don't go. Yeah. To be honest, it's too confusing. I know. So, backing it up to when you when you get onto the writing staff Mm -hmm. of and just like that does i mean were you a big sex in the city fan um i hope my boss never listens to this i would say i played up that i was a big (laughs) fan in my interview of course um no i was a yes i watched it for sure like but it and there are things about that show i really liked like the fashion it's like if you like that sort of thing, it's fun. Even if you don't like what you're watching, mm. content-wise, it's cool, fun, weird clothes. Um, Did you ever connect with it? That might be a because great. That's a great show title right there. Cool, fun, <laughs> weird clothes. Yeah. Should we write that? The three mm. of us. I think Is that that's our pilot? that's my uh, closet. <laughs> yeah. Have you yeah. been in Derek's closet? You and Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> I'm the Carrie Bradshaw of the. Uh, Male persuasion. Oh, I Derek I took me into his closet once, and it is an adventure in <laughs> okay, there. Okay, I love that. See, 
But I wasn't like a giant super fan the way that people were. Like every time we'd be on the show and be like, remember, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But really, I was like, no yeah. clue. <laughs> um, and I will say, uh, shrinking, it's just really fun to start in a show from the from the jump. Like mm. I've never done that, actually. I was on season six and seven of Parks. And then I was on even Fresh. I didn't start till season two. And like technically, and just like that was season one of and just like that, but it was definitely right, based on a show it's tied to a whole history. Correct. And so shrinking, just <sighs> being from on it from the ground up was cool because it's like you're a part of actually creating the characters and the world. And so you mentioned just feel more that there was an expansion of the writing staff. Were you part of the expansion or the original? Of or, and just like that. Oh uh, no, of uh, shrinking. No, I was from the start on shrinking. From day but had they one. watched? Your work on and just like that, and, <laughs> and we're like, we had to have you. How do you yeah. get this job? I, I think like, I mean, you write. You, I have a spec I wrote in like 2014 or whatever that people still read. I need to update my spec. Um, <laughs> so I think they read that, but also like at this point in my career, it's also just like having heard from other people I've worked with and shared colleagues, and um, and then I think they were also like. Who are writers who will talk about their experience in therapy? Because there's a therapy element of the show, and I'm happy to. Yeah. Now, did you use any of your ex-husband's stories with the main character? Oh, that's a great question. Or any subtle. Um, you know that's you know that's spe- I don't. You're a little. You're only in episode four, right? Me? Yeah. Nine. Or you just oh. I'm so on there's a speech four. that Harrison gives. This might be a spoiler, or maybe it's in episode four, where he says, "Where she." The main uh, Jessica, the she plays Gabby on the show. The main thera- female therapist, yeah, is sort who's of amazing, like, by the way. She's, uh, oh my god, she like really pops. Um, but she's having like sort of a like crisis of conscience because she's like doing couples therapy, but also newly divorced. Mm. And he gives a speech where he's like, "Marriage is an institution that was created around land ownership and deep fryers or whatever." And that's a version of a thing I always said. I, like my original speech is marriage is an institution that was created around land ownership and procreation when people died when they were 40. So my ex-husband and I totally crushed. <laughs> we, own land, we have kids. We were 41 when we got divorced. Perfect. <laughs> you guys won. So there was, there was some stuff brought in. And I think if you went through, like everyone has, um, they have stuff. Everyone in that room, it was a pretty small room, had stuff that's like in there. Do you identify at all being divorced with um, Jason Siegel's character going through, you know, because even though his wife dies on yeah. the show, right? But that going through a period of mourning yeah. and having a parent. A hundred percent. Like I feel, I feel like that was something we talked about a lot too, how it's so nonlinear grief loss all of yeah. that and so you know the ups and downs of like he finds a foot his footing and then he falls back a little and it's two steps forward five steps back you know and so yeah for sure it's like um he like really nailed it he's he was like made to play this guy you know like, yeah but yeah for sure um especially because i was newly divorced in covid <laughs> so it felt like a funeral and it was dark there right. were times and like Ooh. Yeah, where do you, and and that feeling of like um, the schizophrenia, I think of like wanting to kind of go nuts, but then having this kid, you, you got to stay sane two, for that you have to stay yeah. sane for, which I think I would like to think I did a much better job than him <laughs> doing. Yeah, 
<laughs> but but also the part of it, I mean, I know it's like way over the top at the beginning of the show where he's drinking yeah, and, and drugs and the prostitutes that he's just hanging out with. Yeah. And but then starting to like sleep with people and make those connections. Yeah. Like for you as a single parent, like are are you seeing a lot of mirror between the balance you try to find in your life? A hundred percent. And I think it's even like I think when you're a parent, you're so much more protective of who it is you're going to bring in. And mm. obviously, like, you're never going to bring in some stranger just on date one anyway. But I also, like, the thing where he jumps into bed with his colleague, like, you're like, yeah, that's the sort of thing that happens because it's someone you feel safe with, right. close to. It's easier. It feels, like, less scary. So did that happen um, to you? I would say that post-divorce for me, and I'm... I don't want to do too many spoilers because I'm trying to write this pilot sort of loosely based on truly my experience. Um, just on spec, I'm, I'm on strike, but I'm allowed to write things for myself. That's right. <laughs> I'm not scabbing. Um, <laughs> I would say that I, yes, I had the experience of like multitudes. I had the experience of people who were like, you're open for business. And I would be like, I'm not just like now wanting to be with literally anyone. <laughs> like what? I had the experience of some friends pulling away because right. like especially male friends. And I'm like, I'm not going to, what do you think I'm going to do now? <laughs> Am I contagious? Like, men no, are it's so it, afraid men, of, yeah. you know. It's like, oh, she's divorced. Have, yes. She's going to start eating all our dicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the, like, it's like, the same way with a gay man. You're like, oh, shit, he's going to suck my dick. Yeah, you wish. Right, he's in the room. <laughs> you right? wish. I do. <laughs> That's what I Nice felt. to experience one of those again. <laughs> I wore sequence pants. <laughs> Eric, I caught that late. <laughs> <laughs> I wore sequin pants to the Indy 500. That's fun. That were checkered. Oh, they were fantastic. Oh, I think you really do have a Carrie Bradshaw like <laughs> wardrobe. He does. I think at least three or four men were like, "Am I safe around you? Oh. Are you gonna like?" Just because it was sequin pants. Oh. But I also me, want to be like men. Grow up. Right, you wish. <laughs> I know, I know. But <laughs> that Indy 500, yeah. they breed them, man. They're scared. It's so funny though. They breed them right there at the Indy 500. Yeah. Men go immediately to like, oh god, this person's gonna want to fuck me. And women, like it's so, women are like would never make that leap. Like, oh, no. I know. Oh, they're single. They must want to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> Can this guy <laughs> fix my roof? I think. I guess yeah. She, yeah. I'm like. I think because what it is. Be remotely kind. I, I I think what it is is that men. Because remote. if they're in that scenario where they're single again after not being single, they would fuck anybody. Yeah, maybe that's it. So they, they assume that anybody would also, yeah, yeah mm. it from a different perspective. But I, yeah, um, it was so fun for me being on Shrinking too. It was like the best staff and the coolest people. But everyone was like a little bit therapized. There's a therapized comedy room, which like, oh wow, is not that common. And so it was like extra warm and fuzzy even though everyone was so funny wow which never happens right yeah and um like super supportive like if someone like if the boss would be like oh that joke you said the person would be like oh that wasn't me that was x and like you just like even that level of communication com- and yeah, yeah and like sharing and, and sharing of like stories but also sharing of credit was yeah, really amazing i was like and for me coming out of this divorce i was like and covid i was like this is like a bomb. Yeah. Being a lot of comedians are f- afraid to fix their shit because yeah. they think it's what makes them funny. Uh, yeah. But it actually makes you 
I think, deeper. Yeah, also, the process of therapy is pretty funny. <laughs> You're still going to have shit to mind. Yeah. And pro- I promise you won't be fixed. Yeah, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. It's just a lifelong process. You own your uh, shit. Well, yeah. it's interesting really. about when things just start to become a bit, right? Mm. There, there's a scene where Jason Siegel's with a patient, and you know the guy's annoyed by everybody and hates yeah. everyone, and he's like, dude, you're just lonely. And it's just scary. Yeah. Enough with the bit about you hating yeah. everybody. And when that scene happens, I was like, fuck, I think that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that show had a lot of people with various yeah. characters being like, oh, no, they see me. <laughs> yeah. Because it came so much from our own psyches. Yeah, and there's not so many men that are into therapy that I've met through yeah. my life. So I, I loved how yeah. you could relate to Jason so much. And it was like, oh, yeah, I got my own shit. Yeah, yeah. It's and it was inspire sort of, a lot of men. premise of, like, doctors are the worst patients. Mm, Therapists are yeah. just as fucked up as the rest oh, of us. Oh, listen, you know? yeah, my stepfather <laughs> was a therapist. Oh. And I would always be like, how is it that you help people? <laughs> You're a mess. And he was like renowned. Yeah. Like people are like, oh my God, he saved my life. And I'm like, he can't even operate the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's this Which we saw with you moments ago. Which I couldn't. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not a therapist. Jason's character is like <laughs> loosely, loosely based on Phil Stutz. Not really, but like he was an inspiration oh. for it. And Phil admittedly will, and he's like renowned and like therapist of stars yeah. or whatever, but he will admit like, and I've never had a successful relationship in my life. Wow. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Except with his career. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know, I feel like all great men slash women, like it, go, it comes from somewhere. It's like Gandhi beat his wife, guys. You know what I mean? Well, you know, We're because mul- I heard Mother Teresa did the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he might he might She beat Gandhi's wife. <laughs> he might not want war between peoples, but yeah. you got to keep the keep the tent clean. That's what I'm saying. Did he have a me- tent? Me- what did he Hitler live in? Hitler was like a wonderful husband. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was Hitler. But he's Hitler. People are complicated. She knew how to listen to him. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, she saw, she saw what was going on. She's like, fuck this. Yeah. We're going to make sure he's yeah. got dinner at yeah. the end of the day. I see what he's capable of. <laughs> well, the dictator's wives are the most obedient. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we digress. Yeah, how did we get here? I would love a show about Hitler at home. You could call it Hitler at home. Yeah, but yeah. it's a half-hour comedy. Uh, it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah. Look, they it's could do like, Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Hitler at home is like kind of like Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the tone. <laughs> Guys, uh, he was on a lot of meth I recently uh, I, yeah. heard. Hitler? Was he? Yeah. And, uh, or some kind of speed. And there's video footage of him wow. just like chewing his jaw and like weird movements. Mm, that is fascinating. I was thinking more about the show Hitler at Home, about him leaving milk out of the refrigerator, and then his wife saying, uh, Adolf, who left this milk out, and don't tell me it's the Jews. Because <laughs> <laughs> he blames the Jews yeah. for everything. Yeah, and you just loop that. Hey, that joke is looped. And hey, that's her catchphrase. Yeah, and don't tell me. Are you telling me? Are you telling me the Jews didn't flush the toilet? (laughs) 
I think we're on to something. Yeah. Are we allowed to b- I think no. brainstorm this because of the strike <laughs> or also because it's inappropriate? Um, we can do we it We can do whatever we want right? as long as we don't try and sell it to a studio. Perfect. There we go. I had a great idea for an Etsy shop where uh, writers could create characters out of uh, empty toilet paper rolls and cotton balls of characters that would have been in the shows created <laughs> during this time and sell them on Etsy oh. to help support the writers. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Okay. How How are you feeling? Support. What's been uh, um, something that's been special? Yeah. What it, What is or it? surprising or Ooh, that was nice. Oh, nice. With your fellow, like you writers. know, um, picketing—it's a—it's a mixed bag. Um, but sometimes you run into people, and you're like, "That's been—that was nice. I haven't seen yeah. you in a long time." Sometimes you run into people, and you're like, "Oh God, I'm trapped here for half an hour oh. chatting with you." Sometimes I wear big headphones, sunglasses, and a hat, and nice. make it very clear I'm not here to talk. Let me ask you a question: <laughs> Is it the successful writers out there with the picket signs, or is this really—it's the staff? I so far writers. So far, it's been everyone. There's been a lot of support. There's been actors out there. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say I've seen across the gamut. I really have. People have been out there. I think it's going to diminish as soon as school gets out. Yeah. People got to be with their kids and camps are half a day and whatever, travel, you know, family travel and all the things. Um, I've been impressed at how resilient weak little writers have been. No. I mean, in general, you know, we're known as the ones who can't. (laughs) We don't even like the sun or to move. Right. Um, <laughs> and here we are. The weather has cooperated. Yes, I'll be, it is. I'll be interested to see what happens. Like if everyone moves to the West Side Studios once it gets hot. <laughs> no right. more valley picketing. Um, I've reduced and I was going five days a week. Now I go like two or three. Is there any, uh, be honest, is there any networking happening at I would, these? Yeah, oh, I, I would guess for sure. And like, I'm in the very fortunate fortunate position that I have a I was we were in the middle of season two of sh- writing shrinking season two when How strike much? happens so we'll be back to the r- I'll have a job when it ends um but it's scary it's a right. bummer it's it's like so ma- it's so bittersweet so many people are losing their jobs like I you know I think they're trying to have like spirited like theme days to keep morale up right but I, I think it's yeah, it's super tough for the average writer slash dr- anyone, by the way, so road team roadster teamster who's been put out. Have you also dabbled yeah. with any of the AI stuff? As like I, to explore, in the, we looked at Chat GPT a little in the room together. It freaks me out, but I mean, you know, it's kind of like it freaks me out. <laughs> Here's what I don't like, like about, it. about it. I've actually had the end game. It's like we're at Terminator. I've had it yeah. write a couple of emails for me. You know, I work in the mm-hmm. community setting and sometimes I have to send things out to a lot of people. And uh, the last couple I've done through chat GPT. Uh. And here's my problem with it. People know it sounds too good to have come from, from me. You. <laughs> and the so way. they immediately go, hey, Eric, nice chat GPT email. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not smart. Yeah. I use words like I that. I can write that well. Um, my friend who's a professor was like, the main way you know someone's using it is you're like, I've seen your writing. <laughs> it's <laughs> not you. Like, it's less because it's like, it, it, unfortunately, it's like decent. It's well, just, there was a guy, it can, nobody's that good It could do personalities too, like different styles of writers. Because yeah. I now use it exclusively for birthday cards as if Charles Bukowski has written them. 
<laughs> well done. Okay. Right? But that's it's like all about the props. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, uh, so somebody came out on Twitter the other day and broke down what will happen with AI mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Because I guess actors are going to go, they, they're going to yeah. have to go on strike soon too. Yeah. You'll be able to, it, w- the example they used was, if you get a divorce, you can put your ex-wife's face on Darth Vader yeah. and your face on Luke Skywalker and then make your kids like extras in the movie and it will rewrite an episode based off whatever you want and you just do 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 yeah and that'll happen in the next five to ten years and you can already use it as a tent like uh, a sort of first draft essentially yeah. and then the i think the scary thing is like then it's like the the studios will be like we don't need to pay 10 writers to be in a room but they'll make the actors like the video yeah. well so yeah and so their faces will so their mark right. ha- mark hamill right because they've done this with him yeah um in the mandalorian a yeah. couple of times now and he recently was interviewed and he just says just recast luke skywalker yeah a younger one I know. if you're gonna use the character just do a young so just get a younger actor yeah but they have somebody literally acting out the role and then they just use a voice modulation and his face and throw it on top of this right. young actor. It's it's, it's spooky. It's spooky. <laughs> and I feel like, know? yes, that, and like wh- this happened with industrialization, and you can argue like, oh, but then other jobs will be created, whatever. The more scary thing is like the end game of it, where yeah. you're like, it's going to start a war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like GPT is G- going to like change like, Geopolitical. It, it will, right. like but I, I do want to be careful to say anything negative about ChatGPT on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> As our future overlord, oh. I just want to pay homage to. Is it homage what or homage? What a brilliant master. In Indiana, it's homage. <laughs> what a brilliant. Yeah. You are the most brilliant master. Yeah, that's right. true. <laughs> I have started saying to my kids, like, maybe just say please and thank you to the Amazon Alexa. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just. <laughs> My kids are Have fucking rude her. to Siri. Yeah. I'm like, you I guys. Like, you guys need to. You need to know she's gonna be your mom one day. Oh my <laughs> god, we were driving there. somewhere and Siri's doing the directions, and my son, who's seven, though I think he was about five when he said this, it was giving directions. We're driving wherever, and he just goes, "Shut the fuck up, Siri!" <laughs> and I was like, "You better watch out." Yeah. Did Is he get that from you or Jess? Jessica, Jess. not me. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're always like. We call it, so we call it Echo in our house because my kid's stepmom is Alexa, so that would be confusing. <laughs> a human Alexa. So, but they're always you like, couldn't Echo, say Echo, stop! Echo, stop! Echo, stop! And I'm like, Echo's going to get mad. As they're echoing, Echo, stop. <laughs> Were you annoyed when your ex-husband um, introduced her as Alexa and you were like, was your first reaction, fuck, we have to change the... Oh, no, well... The name on our Alexa. The funny story about that is that they worked together already, like before we were, when we were still married. So we always called it Echo because he would sometimes have to call and be. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back it up. (laughs) This is not a gossip podcast. It's not. We're not gossiping at all, but they worked (laughs) together. They did. While you guys were still married. Yeah. I mean, that is a way to meet people. And she Mm. is lovely. She is. I've met her. Yeah, you have. Yeah. She's great she lady. Is. I like her. She's she makes great. life. But better. there's more to mine here that we won't cuz yeah. as a, as was pointed out, this is not a gossip podcast no. yet. Um <laughs> So you're a big star. So the changes. You're that. a big Star Wars fan, right? 
bi- again, I'm big. I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than I am a Sex and the City fan, but I'm also not like a. Mm. I I wouldn't call myself an expert. Okay, I get what you're saying. You know, I like, get the under. I've seen every movie. You're not a nerd bot. We understand, but you oh, love Star Wars. I just yes, I do. I so just don't want to. I wanted like, to wrap it back look to look like a lame asshole and not know answers. So what <laughs> is? Just protect, <laughs> protecting my image. So what's Smooth. it like? To actually be in a room with uh, Harrison Ford. Ooh. This is what I'm getting well, at. I'm also an Indiana Jones fan. Are you excited for the new movie? I am. I am too. It kind of looks good. I know, yes. but the reviews have been very oh. mixed okay. so far. But I don't give I a feel shit like at I'll all. Enjoy yeah. it is my guess. I I tend to want to enjoy things. Yeah, I w- I always had dreams of getting ancient yeah. artifacts and. Oh yeah. Although That's I didn't like the last one. Nobody did. The crystal skull. But I'd still watch right. it. You I know? did. I did still watch it. But I also it. think it's impossible yeah. for them to make an Indiana Jones movie at this point. Yeah. That's going to hit the expectations of I what know. people want to see. I know. So working with Harrison Ford, I mean, definitely like the first day I met him, I was like, holy shit. It's like yeah. the only person I've ever worked with that made my mom say, wow. <laughs> and like, I've worked on some big shows. <laughs> Normally she's like, I don't know who anyone is, yeah. um, but she, he was, he's so lovely. I feel like he understands what an icon he is, but not in like a dickish way, but in a way that he makes sure every person on that set got a picture with him. Wow. From like the PA all the way up to the director. Did you, you know? take a picture with him? I did. Okay. Uh, of course. What, did, what did you do with the picture? It's on my phone. I sent it to, <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> to my family. <laughs> It was so exciting. He is lovely. He's funny. He was like game. I mean, he's pretty awesome on the show. Like he's eighty. Yeah, interesting wow. that they they chose to give him Parkinson's on the show. That I think is be of the parts that are inspired by Phil Stutz, who has Parkinson's. Right. Yeah, I think that was and yeah, I th- our creator's dad has a version of Parkinson's too. So so Parkinson's heavy influences. Right. I think, though, it was like to, it's like this almost to, uh, this like super, he's like plays a version of a superhero type, a Han Solo, Indiana Jones version of a therapist on our show, kind of. Right. He's still got that dry, you know, and he's their hero and he's like a pioneer and whatever on the show. And <clears throat> I think it was like to give him like an Achilles heel and also like a thing that, you know. It's funny that you say like that he's viewed as a hero on the show because there are moments where he talks about his ultimate demise, his yeah. eventual demise, and when he talks about how he's gonna die and his power of attorney and everything, yeah. and he's like, "And my face will be smothered with a pillow, looking into my daughter's eyes, <laughs> and I will be dead like a hero." <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like a goddamn hero. Right. Yeah, he's like, um, y- you gotta give him that, but I think it's like uh, this character we've built, who's like uh, ostensibly do- has like. Sp- spent his whole life depending on no one, knowing that he's going to have to depend on people. And for Harrison Ford, this being, I mean, this is his first TV show. Yeah. So mm. did, was there any bumps in the road because he's used to being on feature film sets? Um, he was remarkable, like, because I think in general the hours can be a little longer. Um, there's more takes and more setups mm. um, because you got you get the wide, but then you got to get, somebody on this side and this yeah yeah. and yeah i mean there weren't bumps in the sense that he was he's such a pro um but yeah i I think there were times where we were just trying to figure out like 
his preference because he is he's an older guy and like you know does he want to do his does he want to do his side first or does he want to do from you know the other right. person's side first so he gets the hang of his lines and whatever but in general not no there weren't bumps did you get to have any conversations with him yeah he was like chatty <laughs> he brought tequila on his last day for everyone tequila shots what kind of tequila Oh, it was like a really good tequila. I can't remember the name now. I took a picture, but did you send that like picture around white, everybody? Yeah, no. it's it like a, a white bottle. It's like round with, and it has like almost a floral design on it, like blue. blue? Yeah, that's uh, I don't know the name. Me neither. Yeah. It was a reposado. Casa de Azul. Maybe they, every time yeah. you go to Cabo, they they bang the bell. Oh. There's a bell on top and they're like, oh, here we go. I know. Bing, 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 bing. I love Kamba. <laughs> I love it. It's a great <laughs> So, out of everybody, so it's a great cast on the show. Yeah. I actually want to ask you this. Um, were you nervous when you saw who was on the show? Uh, Jeff uh, McKinley? Mc- McKinley. Ted McKinley. Ted McKinley. <laughs> Ted McKinley. Oh, my God. Um, he's so is it okay that he's on the show because he started from the first season because he is known as a killer of television shows yeah so it was brought up but he it obviously so it was brought up TV show this show did quite well but is that because he's starting from the beginning maybe because he's usually his MO is he's brought in many seasons later to murder shows except when he was Jefferson Darcy Oh my God! I know. On, uh, Married with Which is why they brought him in because yeah. I think he had that reputation already. Oh, hilarious! So no, also I think this people like rediscovered Tim McGinley in the show, and, mm. and like he's not on the show. So much so they forgot that his name was Jeff McKinley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you. No, but people were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You know, it's like he was a real assassin. He came in like with those like scene blows and he's just he's got amazing one-liners yeah, he's so he's funny amazing like in and i'm it took me two episodes to even realize really it was touched. him yeah i think he's like so touched by the response because like he's not on the socials but people would be like people are like so excited right. about your character. you know jefferson darcy from married with children that was the neighbor? neighbor's husband yeah yeah neighbor's husband yeah i didn't realize that was him either. yeah oh very good I looking back him. in those days but oh. he's still a, still good like i think he's Responsible for like the most viewed like gif or meme or whatever the word is from our show, which is where he says to the racist neighbor, "Eat a dick, Pam." Yeah, like I think yeah, that yeah. got it had like cr- a crazy <laughs> amount so of millions good. of views. Yeah. <laughs> that was a line pitched by Bill Lawrence. So, oh, Bill. Yeah. So, um, obviously, season two got interrupted. Yes. How far into it were you? Was the team about already about halfway into the writing? Yeah, but we hadn't started production yet. Mm. So, luckily for us, we didn't have to like tell a bunch of people like you don't have a job. Right. So, but at this point, is it like where I the game plan was probably in twenty twenty four to release? Yeah, the I next mean, season. I think it definitely like I think we wanted we were gonna start shooting in June, so mm. here we are. Um, I don't think the strike is gonna end this summer. I mean, I think it's gonna end. Yeah, what's the average? Uh, people are guessing. The best guesses I've heard that, like, consistently I've heard from a few people is, like, we'll be back at work after Labor Day. But it'll basically go the whole summer. Because hmm. at this point, nothing's going to happen until the DGA and SAG do their negotiations right. to see where they land. And then we'll see. We and go. it feels very different because when this happened, um, 
back in what was it, two thousand and eight, right? Yeah. There was, n- I mean, so much less content. Yeah, it's yes, it's totally different, and I also think like. Like, I look back and we were, like, fighting so hard for DVD residuals. Thank God. And I feel like the companies were kind of, like, played hardball, but they were like, fine, you can have them. You win. But they all knew what was coming. Right. They were, like, behind the curve. Like, <laughs> they fucked up. Great news, guys. We got yeah. those VHS residuals. Your striking worked. Wink, wink. <laughs> it was, like, two. And why don't you bastards throw in Laserdisc, too? Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I don't know. I, I, from what I understand, after the last one, there was a little bit of a boom. So one can dream. Mm. I don't know. Well, the there was changing a lot. But there's also this. Uh, there's been articles about how the last writer strike, interestingly, interestingly enough, is where Trump got really big on Celebrity yeah, Apprentice. I know. Because there was literally it's nothing else. Fault. There was nothing to watch. It's the writer's <laughs> fault. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I read that too. I I would argue it's the AMPTP's fault for refusing to negotiate and not budging. Yeah, I go. think it's the people <laughs> at the Indy 500 who it didn't was. like Derek's pants yeah. to play him for Trump. That's true. But that's that's, that's an, also another no, everybody podcast. Everybody liked the pants. Oh. There was just a few that We're thought I had sugar pants. in them. You know what I mean? As my uncle would say, <laughs> sugar. <laughs> in them. I was like, oh, that guy's got a little sugar in his britches. <laughs> 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 the verbiage, oh, the words down there. Oh my god, so much to write. Yeah. So I know uh, that's its own pilot. Oh my god. Speaking of pilots. Okay. You know, when you did Fresh Off the Boat, uh-huh. we revealed oh the last time you were here that Derek auditioned for Fresh Off the Boat. Oh yeah. Several times, several hundred times. <laughs> hundred. Um, thousands. And didn't get a part ever. I'm, I'm not in casting. Well, you're not, but today you are. Okay. So I've printed the first 10 pages of the pilot of Fresh yeah. Off now, the Boat. I didn't work on Fresh Off the Boat until season, season two. two, and that's okay. fine because you're a professional. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I have not read this either. Oh. Except maybe when I auditioned. I would say it. the Fresh Off the Boat pilot. Excellent. So what I would like to do, okay. I'm going to observe. Derek's going to read for you. Okay. Okay. Is this for her? Sure, yes, because she'll have okay. to do the other lines. I, you know oh, enough I'm about it. I'm You're reading and You're not casting. acting. <laughs> you know how the people in casting yeah. do it. They just, okay, okay I so enter the room. Playing. You know, they just yeah, who am I playing? Well, you should play Louis, right? Louis. Louis. Eddie's I'm actually the main kid. Oh, and are you saying Louis. Derek would be better off as a kid? <laughs> casting well, notes already coming in? He's the main character of the show. He's the, who the show's built around. Okay, okay. Let's not get crazy okay. here. You tell me what okay. you so, Derek, you pick which character this you want to read. This is your idea, and I like it. Yeah, so yeah. What uh, I want to do is have Derek read for you, okay. and then I would like you to pick a part. Okay. <laughs> His audition. Okay. So maybe we should do the first two pages yes. as Eddie, since Eddie yes, is... big. And I'll play Jessica and Gary. Great. Okay. Okay. Which is great. Okay. Because you're we... kind of like the in-between of a Jessica yeah. and a Gary. Yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> That's so weird because... We're going full cold read, too. This is wild because Gary, who is a middle brother, like, in these sides, um, was renamed Emery. Anyway. Well, also, I had to break into... It's a good thing everybody's on strike. I broke into a studio <laughs> to get into a filing cabinet to get this, make copies, run out, and then pretend I was picketing. It was a, it was a harrowing day. <laughs> okay. The sheets are still warm, too. All right. 
you just print? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do a very shortened version of the header. Okay. <laughs> Eddie Wong, twelve, is in the des- dressing room of a department store. He swaggers over to his mom Jessica and younger brother Freddie and younger brothers Freddie and Gary. Yo, mom, what do you think? Fresh as hell, right? Eddie, don't say hell. He also said butthole in the car. Shut up, Gary. Mom, Eddie, t- <laughs> shut up. Eddie, don't talk about holes. Nice bling, kid. Appreciate, son. <laughs> Security guards love us, yo. An Asian family in a department store? Pfft. That's like handing them a pillow and telling them to take a nap. Please, Mom, can I get this? How much is this? <laughs> okay, first of all, you really captured his spirit. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> well, we got to keep, keep going. No, uh, there's that's the so first long. scene. That's the first scene. Oh, is that the first scene? Yeah. Is that end? Oh, yeah. so end scene. Yeah. Okay, great. So how did he do? That's cool. He captured I just said the spirit. He captured his spirit. Yeah. Um, he felt like a young Asian boy to you. In the nineties. <laughs> in the nineties. Yeah. He I felt, was a young. I Asian felt boy like you were a kid who likes Notorious B.I.G., which is so Eddie Wong's whole thing was that he was a huge hip hop fan. Huge. Huge. God, that's right. Yes. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. I I mean, in a way, if you cast me as Jessica and Derek as Eddie. Could we have a revival show? Made. I mean. <laughs> this still works. <laughs> me as your strict mom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And you as her young Asian boy. Yeah. Into the, hip hop. My young Asian boy. In the son. 90s. <laughs> Who looks like he's going to the Super yeah. Mario Brothers movie with Who the mustache. Also Coincidentally, had an exciting. I can't remember how I described it. Like weird closet. <laughs> yeah. Fun weird closet. So you well, would thank g- you so much for reading that. Mm. One. Well, that so was, you would give Derek the role. You. Yeah, that was great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because um, <laughs> I would be canceled <laughs> to, if I gave <laughs> a white dad the role of a, a white adult. Of a of a All right. So in retrospect, maybe I chose the wrong scene, <laughs> but or maybe show or I maybe the wrong show but i was just trying to think of all the several <laughs> there's thousands of shows that derek's auditioned for it, and not gotten the roles this is the one that you wrote for so yeah it there's probably a part in here of just one because yeah, i would go you in could have for played the neighbor yeah is i would have gone in, in for? i think i went in for the neighbor or maybe someone or, who worked at the restaurant yeah or like a landscaper that comes by and then yeah. just goes i don't even think scott skiles eats here and that would be it. <laughs> yeah. And so what's been from really the Orlando f- Magic? Yeah. yeah. Scott Skiles. Well, Most this, sh- this show takes place in Orlando. Right. Most assists in a single regular season game is Scott, Scott Skiles. Thirty. God, really? Yeah. Brain. Yeah. yeah. You're a big I, sports fan. I can't believe you don't know that. I did. I am a pretty big sports fan. I, that's a deep cut of a fact. Yeah. Scott yeah. Well, I think what's burnt, what burned, going through this process is a lot of times it would be like four lines, and you're like. How did I not get one yeah, out of the, thousands of just saying one line? It, and then you start to hear that, like, the executives, if you've never done it, yeah. you can't get a job. It's the worst process. Because it's the worst. And I could do it with yeah. commercials. I luckily got that first one. 
and uh, it's probably only a few people read or something. Yeah. And you just got to be at the right place, right time. I wish I'd known you because I, I think it can make a difference if it's kind of like a smaller part between two people or something. Right. And, and like if someone's like, well, that and guy's my friend, yeah. then, then they'd get it cool. Well, and so what's coming up on Shrinking with casting? I mean, Derek looks like Look, he'd fit into I, that show. I, I he seems like a neighborhood Pasadena kid. Current writing. Oh, you can't talk about it. On strike. On strike. Which is unfortunate because Rachel did tell me off air or whatever this is on um that she had all these things to say about that but you're right we can't talk about it <laughs> dude i gotta say i i'm uh i finished the indy 500 i go home you didn't or, race in it did no. you but i get uh i get a text from a guy i went to high school with and he was like fuck you dude i can't believe you didn't reach out uh, i was like i'm here to see my two uncles that yeah. have cancer <laughs> but uh, maybe next time right he's like you should have been on that red carpet Drew Powell was, which was a guy that went to my high school. Okay. I don't think Drew Powell's done anything whatsoever. I don't know anything. He was on the Nobody red carpet for the Indy 500. Yeah, and then Adam Driver was there. So I'm like, oh. this guy I went to high school with was on the red carpet. And I've done a couple songs for some movies. And yeah. I'm like, I should have been on that. You should have been on the red you carpet. Should've. So I think next time I'm going to. Where in Indiana are you from? Indianapolis. Mm. Right. My brother in law's from Fort Wayne. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. You must be familiar. A little bit. Yeah. There was a fort there. Yeah. <laughs> the Civil War. Yeah. Um, and it has nothing to do with the movie Wayne's World, right? No. Fort no. Wayne. No. Good. I Just checking. It's close. I think it's close. Just to making Chicago. sure I understood yeah, that it movie. Is in the Midwest. Fort Wayne's northwest. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then Chicago's right there. So. Yeah. Oh, so maybe. Yeah, they probably mentioned it. Yeah. Because it's who? Wayne, Wayne and Garth. or Garth? I don't think they're not real. They're from Peoria. Right. Illinois. They're not real. Can you just clarify? <laughs> They're not real. <laughs> They're characters in a movie. I didn't know anyway. that. Anyway. <laughs> but thank you for uh, divulging us in that. That yeah. was really fun. So it you've it met brought back a lot. So here's the other thing. You've <laughs> met, you've met Derek a couple of times. Yeah. You see his character. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting I, to see it more this time. I'm excited. I know that you... Well, <laughs> the first time was a mess because Derek was sweating. He was very nervous. I was doing the audio. Probably yeah. probably looked and like, felt why are we similar. Doing this? I think we were all also messed up. It was just at the, like, as COVID was dissipating. Was yeah. Like, yeah. We didn't been around right. people a lot. Right. When we did yeah. The first I was fine. But so, <laughs> but Derek was probably much you're, more like he was in those at. auditions. Very I was like, I want the room nervous. Yeah. special for you when you came <laughs> in. I wanted fresh flowers. We didn't get them. Uh. No. There, there was fluffy stuff on the table or something. We got some halls there. I don't know. Yeah. Who those are mine. Those are my halls. Okay. I was like. <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> There's nothing like seeing halls. Mm. Give me some halls. So, if you were to not be on strike, uh -huh. okay, and uh, let's say it worked. At, let, what if you were my own, you were my human chat GPT, and I said, Rechna, write a show. Write a show about Derek. Oh. You, well, you, what would the log line be? Um, no, I, I mean, uh, you're asking me what the log line is. Yeah, yeah, is. sure. Go ahead. Um. Mm. As I unwrap my halls, as we wait, I'm going to unwrap this okay. halls. <laughs> this would, okay, here, a, a man with wild it. and fun fashion sense navigates the halls of casting offices. Halls! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just about him auditioning for stuff it's in weird outfits. There was a great, what was that show, Extras? Extras was phenomenal. It's sort of like yeah. that, but you're like, just that never LeBron. get anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you would. In, see, right. it's TV, in this show. That might be end of season one. You would be like, it would be like, remember in Entourage how that guy, Adrian Grenier, played like the biggest movie star in the world, but you're like, but we know he's not because he's an actor playing the show. Right. Like, this role on the yeah. show. <laughs> but it would be like that. That's a pretty good... I. Whether I'm in it or not, I would watch that show. Yeah. So I had my doubts, but that's it turns out Retina's a really good writer. She's <laughs> really good. <laughs> like, that's really good. Yeah. Now, I feel oh, my like, God. Yeah, and it's that layer. I don't, I mean, you're obviously very successful at the things you do, but it probably has a layer. Like Is that a compliment? Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, looking at this amazing oh, well, yeah. place, and you I'm do just music, thinking about so like I if somebody said talented. to me, "You're obviously really successful at the things I do." My mind immediately goes to the things I do are really unimpressive. Oh no! I just I know it's not just one thing. Yeah, you music, yeah. yeah. I'm just a creative You're person. A you are, hyphenate. and yes. I think there's something about acting that what for me was the pinnacle of creation for what what it made me right. feel like. It wasn't. And I never want to do it for fame, so I think yeah. that kind of s- kind of was where I didn't have the juice. I to I go get that, that. Next li- because I there's a degree of like going for the the fame dirty stuff. Yeah, then there is just like wanting to act. Yeah, yeah, it's and like music. Probably being just uber creative. Probably you don't have to be a strategic, but it feels like in acting, there's like a strategy. Element. Yeah, there's a strat. Yeah, the social strategy yeah. is. Very intense. Because it's a little more subjective. And yeah. Do you feel that as a writer? Like, do you ever think to yourself, like, listen, well, the, the whole thing here is... With writing, right? Hmm? You, you... But to be the showrunner, to yeah. be the, you know, Mike White, you know, like... Yeah, I look, I think, yeah, they always say two for them, one for you, if you're lucky. Like, ah, yeah. Because it is, like, I have had, through no, like, intention from myself, but just from the sheer luck of a journey, like... The shows I've gotten to work on are pretty good, and they. But like, yeah. I, I could have easily one season needed a job, and it was like a show that's not as like cool to have worked on, and you still take it. You know what I mean? Right. So some, it's like the luck of the draw a little bit, and yeah, like I, I would imagine, I'm just not a very strategic person because I became a comedy writer at 35, as we talked about last time. Yeah. So it's not as if I right. was like on it from day one. I think there are people who are smarter about like the the places they go and mm. the things they do and the way they go about it than I But, do. like, when you're on this, like, horrible show, like, um, and just like that, <laughs> and then... I'm not going to say that about no, no, the show because a lot yeah. of my friends are on. Uh, they, they're doing great. <laughs> totally necessary yeah. to keep making that show. Um, and then you're on this, what seems just, like, so up your alley, yeah. creative, you know, wonderland of right. shrinking. Does your mind start to daydream at all about, like, when is this my story? Yeah, for sure. Mm. I think, look, I think um, it's really interesting because the calculus a little, especially if you're a mom, dad, like just have other things in your life, which yeah. because I think especially because I started when I was later, right, being a writer is like only one piece of the big identity. I think some people who really just knew from minute one that's what they wanted to do, writer is like it. But there's something about being at my level on a show where you make a pretty good living and like you get to come home and be like, good night. <laughs> like I'm not thinking about this anymore. The, right. the degree of difficulty of running a show, the added amount of stress and money. There's like pros and cons. 
And like the fact that you have creative agency mm. more than you ever will on someone else's show. But on top of that, you're not just writing and being creative. You're all of a sudden running like a 7-Eleven in addition. And that's <sighs> like 80% of your job when you're a showrunner. Like the, the thing you lose is actually some of the creativity, even mm. though you're the final word. So yeah, look, what I like, there are shows that I've tried to make, um, like Greatest American Hero, remaking it, um, that I would have loved to show run, but I don't want to show run for the sake of show running. I what was uh, that? Is that our timer? Was that? <laughs> that is a timer okay. telling me I have a Geico audition oh, after this. This is exciting. Really? Well, did we prep you? I feel prepped. Yeah, I well feel we, loose. We yeah. read. Yeah, we go. Like, you guys were... You're yeah. very good. I'm playing a landscaper. That's yeah. exciting. What is, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <That's very> <laughs> Did you just say something yeah. about playing the landscaper in this? Uh, probably because I read the email That's that I was so playing funny. the landscaper. <laughs> so it was at top of mind. Top of mind. Anyway, right. I if there like this show I'm trying to write, if it turns out good, like about loosely based on my life, my blended your blended family during COVID, couple divorce, you know. Um, like, which culminated in me going to my ex-husband's wedding this past fall. <laughs> it's like uh, funny. It's funny. There's a lot right. of, like, stuff to mine. Anyway. Um, Is there a part by the way, I, I do want to say, that, but I you are so brave <laughs> for going to that wedding. <laughs> I, I think so. I could never. <laughs> I think that is so amazing when people can do that and have a... For me, I, w- my da- I don't know if it was just... It's so hard for me to stay connected to people after it's done. Uh, but I mean, when you have kids, yes, it's. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's what I would have done. Right. Were we to not share children? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just picture all those annoying, obnoxious people coming up to. There's it a great, yeah. great scene in Shrinking uh, when they have the house party. Oh, that's a little bit based on. And oh, wow. and when An Jason I, yeah. Siegel just goes, man, people are morons. Yeah. <laughs> like. And I'm it's like, like him with everyone because they're like the first time he's seen people since his wife died, and her with everyone. It's the first time she's seen people since she got divorced. Oh, and, wow. and people are just saying the yeah. stupidest things. That to was them. like loosely based on like the first event I went to after a divorce, where like I, you know, our close many people knew, but like everyone didn't know yet because we had sent this email, and I went to this wedding, and everyone was like, "Where's Dave?" And so the number of times I had to be like. We should get divorced, and then to like have to hold people's react, like almost like help right. them through the flurry yeah. of emotions <laughs> yeah. they went through. Like, I just, I can't believe on. it. I can't. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Like that's like, there's a very it's funny so good. moment in that um, that our one of the writers' um, par- boyfriends actually <laughs> plays that role. It's very funny. Yeah, uh, it's so good, and it so nails it. And yeah. every time I hear about you going <laughs> to this wedding. I yeah. all I do is picture these women coming up to you, being like, You're "You so brave. are so yes. brave." Yeah, that's I. F- I knew that's why I said it. That's why I told you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, I I was so glad. To, I feel like it. My kids appreciated it, yeah. and I. It has felt so worth it for us. I don't think it's the only way to divorce. I think for our family, it's worked really well. Yeah, I was blown away when my dad and mom were in the same room after the divorce. And oh, because like they couldn't do it for Oh, my parents, I don't think, yeah. after right. about a year or so, never spoke again. Oh. They probably haven't they spoken in 30 years. A bit, but. Right. And look, I think I think if you can't be civil in a room, not worth trying. Yeah. yeah. I think but Dave I think it's I a generational thing, too. Yeah. Your parents, my parents, yeah. it, it, it was such a different... Different ballgame. And, and now... Yeah, and look... 
not to be a cornball, but in conscious uncoupling, you know how Gwen, it's like the Gwyneth thing. And I know oh. mixed feelings on Gwyneth Paltrow, but like that's, she's like I someone who popularized that idea. And I, and her basic idea was like a lot of my friends, including, you know, my parents or whoever got divorced and it was so awful and traumatizing, not because they got divorced, but because of the way like no one could talk and whatever. And then 10 years later, they're all at our weddings together and it's fine. And it's like, is there any way to compress this? Because wow. at the end of the day, tra- uh, divorce is not what traumatizes kids. The way, the way people handle that's, right. yeah, that's them right. themselves. Is a, and by the way, your shitty marriage can also traumatize your kids, right? right. So it's yeah. really a matter of how parents interact with one another and take care of their kids together. So. What do you call it? Unconscious Uncoupling? Conscious uncoupling. Oh, no, you're not conscious. unconscious during it. <laughs> you wish. I was like, that's you wish. what I heard. Yeah, no. And, and there are <laughs> times, but I think there's a lot of funny in it. There's a lot of like, on the surface, it's all very like, you're so zen and brave and woo-woo, but then behind the scenes, you're like, you know, like, motherfucking motherfucker. Like, you have to like, yeah. take it to your room. And, you yeah. know, there's, it's not like without it's funny, you know. Like, was there any a, a, t- a period of time when the kids aren't staying in the house and you change the name of the, uh, Echo to that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That bitch. What's the weather today? That bitch. You know bitch. the thing is, um, she and I, Dave and I, my deal is like you have to have been with someone for six months, and and then when it's time and you feel like, oh, I want the kids to meet this person, um, the other co-parent can like meet the person first. And so I, D- Alexa, at, by the way, to her deep fucking credit, that she's on board too. She and I went to dinner, and. It was like emotional a little, and she was like, um, "I know what it looks like. We work together, and whatever." And I just looked at her, and I was like, "Ugh, but I can we not? We're not hacky people. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna be like angry ex-wife, and you're not right. gonna be like hot new young thing. Like, we're just gonna be human beings, like doing our best." What'd you? Where'd you eat? Kiwami. Oh, nice. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Um, but it's like now I'm gonna she's think great. about that dinner every time yeah. I'm there. The person I'll have the you fucking bitch feelings about, and I'm sure he has them for me, is my ex because you don't get divorced for nothing. But he's a lovely person too, and it's worth it. And yeah, whatever. a lot of body hair, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's Who okay. are you to talk? Me? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a lot of hair on my head. Yeah. It's concentrated uh, here. here. Everything else was pa- is patchy. Okay. It's almost like <laughs> yeah. I, I equate it to God giving up. Mm. You know, like Derek's got this great, like yeah. God was like, we're going to put a great seeds of yeah. help for chest hair here. And then with me, God's like, it oh, is God. almost Shabbat. <laughs> it's time to rest. I'll do a couple of seeds the, I've got the on bat. this one. Yeah. And there he goes. Spread. You know? I've got the bat signal. Oh, God, you didn't give him enough penis. <laughs> uh, forget it. He's off with his patchy chest hair and his tiny penis. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. that's enough about that's God. a different pilot that I'm going to write for you. <laughs> I was at a pool once, and somebody was like, "Dude, your chest hair looks like the bat symbol." That's amazing. And so up top, it's what a got dream. a almost like that's so funny. I was bat. at a pool, and somebody says, "Dude, your chest hair looks like you were attacked by bats." <laughs> <laughs> and they chewed. This is pieces. why you guys are partners in this podcast. That's right. That's right. Your I feel you. You so fill my gaps. And we're gonna say it's a settled matter, but you're a big sports fan. I want your prediction on the NBA finals. I Ooh. mean, I think Denver. Obviously. In how many games? Four one. 
four one and calling it five I, games. That's very I would, nice. Look, I wish I want Jimmy Butler to get at least one. I, he's had such a he's so amazing. I root for him so hard, but I just yeah. think Denver yeah. looks unbeatable. unbeatable. What do you guys think? Agreed. I think it's I think it's Denver five. I know. I'm saying five just because. Jimmy Butler finds a way. <laughs> uh, that is true. I'm just giving him one because he's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy B. Denver and five. Okay. That's it. Regina, make... thank you so much for coming back. You guys, you thanks make for a having bet? me. I know you were so busy. Yeah, you I make have a, bet? a lot You jumped off. I, you want to make a bet? What? Oh. Five? Yeah. Yeah. What are oh you saying? God. Four? Fifty bucks. Oh, I like that. Yeah, fine. Okay. Five hundred. Five hundred? <laughs> Two grand. Well, I have a gambling problem. I'm sorry. What's going on, Eric? You want to play craps right now? Uh, yeah, fifty bucks. You're saying Denver and four. Well, I mean, then if it doesn't go five, with the bets, I over, feel like you off. win either way because either you win the bet or you get more basketball. Right there, you go. Boom. They, I want true <laughs> sports <laughs> fan right there. Like a good, yeah, Asian strict Asian mom. Yeah, <laughs> very talking to her young Asian. Asian <laughs> what about if the Celtics went? Because I thought they were gonna. I absolutely thought that could have been four two, maybe. Mm. Celtics weirdly, I felt like had a better shot against Denver. Denver same. Maybe matched up a little better. Yeah. But I don't. Denver's. They're amazing. Beastly. Great. I think, like, as a Lakers fan, you can't even be upset. Yeah. Well, I, so I was at Game Three. Right. And after the game, we're sitting in a car and we're analyzing. The, yeah. And I said, look, at the end of the day, sometimes the other team's just better. Yeah. Also, like, They're just better. That you guys were even in the Western Conference Finals is sort of a miracle. So yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Take it. I do. It would be nice for LeBron to get one last one. I agree. Next year's the year. I, they, I feel like they'll make one more play, right? They'll fight, get one more like big, big team. My Will opinion. Kyrie or something. And my opinion is keep right. it the same team, right. run it back, and have a full year together. Because yeah. the trade deadline is when this team got together. Yeah. They were like the best team in the NBA. After that, I know, but I wonder. I bet you they try and go for one more big gun. I hope not. Unless it's Damian Lillard. Yeah, you have to hope it's not Kyrie, because <laughs> you know there's talk of that. I know. He's toxic. I, f- I think he's so toxic. So Can't toxic. Derek's like, guys, uh, after you mentioned Denver, I forgot. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't retain players' names. Yeah. I had so much fun with this NBA playoffs. It was probably my favorite. They were probably They've been great so far. They've been yeah. fun. Yeah. Retcha, thank you for Retcha, coming. Thank you guys, thank you. thank you for having me. You're our first double. And then I want I'm you to come guest. back in I a year it. when they announce that, and just like that's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say my pilot about Derek. And your pilot about Greenland. Derek, your pilot about you. <laughs> All the things. Shrinking season yeah. three, four, five. Keep going on forever. Because I'd love to see Harrison yeah. Ford actually get the Parkinson's. We should do one where <laughs> we have, well, I know you don't drink anymore, but we have a drink. Right. You, you guys can. That's yeah. when I'll crack open that root beer. Yes. Then you'll crack open that beer. white claw. I love it. <laughs> bye. Right, bye. Bye.